Hey sports fans, and welcome to the Business Fixer podcast, where we believe that clarity is king and simplicity is queen. Today, a very special episode, a bit left field actually. Today's episode is management tips from a therapist. We have a special guest on today's episode, which is Laura Greenwood. If you don't know who Laura Greenwood is, then you need to sort your face out and sort your life out. Laura is a psychotherapist delivering evidence-based therapy online and in person. She operates out of Huddersfield, West Yorkshire, and she supports people to overcome mental health and well-being difficulties. Laura has got 13 years experience within the NHS and private practice, so she definitely knows what she's talking about. So I asked Laura to come on the show today because I was intrigued by her take on management styles particularly because she's a therapist. Now, one of the things I asked her about was how can people show empathy more, show empathy more sincerely, and how can they communicate better? And Laura, in this episode, gives some really good insights on how people can show empathy, be more sincere, communicate better, and a hell of a lot more. So, without further ado, here's Laura. So, Laura, um... A lot of managers struggle with this whole thing around showing empathy, sincerity with their staff. And I always teach people that it's all around having emotional intelligence. Now, what, what do you think is the definition of emotional intelligence? Well, I think it's about having a greater awareness and understanding of emotional experiences. Um, and that comes from really being in tune with your own emotional experiences. So noticing when you're in certain situations that you might notice a shift in how you're feeling. You might start to notice yourself feeling anxious. You might notice a bit of a change in the physical sensations in your body. You might notice um, yourself being quite critical, whether that be of yourself, whether that be of other people. So you really start to notice a change in what's going on for you. And that is you becoming more in tune with your own emotional um, emotional kind of noticing when in certain situations, what are your typical triggers of when you certainly respond a certain way. So this is something that actually we aren't we aren't often taught to pay a little bit of attention to kind of what's going on for us in each moment. And and actually there isn't any real definition of this is the right way or the wrong way it's about you just becoming more aware of what is right for you putting labels to your emotional experience and kind of knowing actually what your typical responses are in certain situations and and the more aware you are of your own emotional responses the more you're able to see that then within other people so that's how you build your intelligence for yourself but also um, in your everyday life too. That's really interesting because it's what you've said there is that you have to kind of basically start with yourself because if Mm. you can't understand your own emotions you're not going to be able to read a room and notice those changes is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it is, it isn't something we sort of, we sort of are born to do it. But 
we learn to become out of tune with ourselves and what's going on for us emotionally. So children um, uh, are very, very in tune with their own emotional experiences. You know, when they're angry, they have no problem expressing that anger. When they're sad, they have no problem being upset. They have no problem having a tantrum. And I absolutely love that about kids. And and actually, we kind of, um, we almost teach it out of them. We teach them to keep a hold of how they're feeling to push it down to kind of tune out really to actually what is right for them in that moment so actually often as adults I get a lot of people that come to me that actually have have no idea um why they're struggling with their emotional experience or why they're feeling overwhelmed and it's because they have just conditioned themselves just to push it down push it down push it down so you have to learn that skill again we've all got it within us but it's about teaching you to be able to pick up on it um more intuitively really for yourself and absolutely the more in tune you are with it yourself the more you will notice that shift within others too so for people who are listening uh who are senior managers or leaders of some sort in a business who want to improve their emotional intelligence what would be the practical things or the starting steps for them to improve that? So this is something I do with all of my clients right at the beginning of their journey, whether that be when I go into businesses um, to support um, people to better manage the mental well-being of of themselves and their staff, or whether it be with my individual client work as well. The first step to being able to change anything that's going on for you that you want to change um, is to have greater awareness of it and it's it seems really really simple and actually um in actual fact it's it's not as easy as it might sound but it is just really noticing those shifts within yourself so um often I'll get people to to make a little bit of a diary you know whether you're a pen to paper person whether you're noting phone whatever feels accessible for you um when do you notice yourself starting to feel whatever it is that you're struggling with? It might be anxiety, it might be overwhelmed, stress, um, anger, um, sadness. Um, when do you really start to notice that comes up for you? Noticing the triggers, the situations, then noticing how does that feel in your body? So name it, you know, when you feel angry, if that's the label you're putting on it, what do you notice in your body at that moment in time? Do you tend to get really tense? Do you tend to get a headache? Do you um, tend to notice your heart rate really increasing? So you're starting to notice the links between when you feel angry and what goes on for you personally within your body. And there's some common symptoms that people experience, but it is very individual. And then ask yourself, what's going through my mind? What is it in this situation that has maybe led me to feel this particular way? How have I interpreted this situation that has maybe led to my response, led to me feeling um, angry in this situation, for example, or, or led me to feel anxious or fearful or scared? Um, and then what do I, the final thing is, is what do I tend to do in order to help me to cope? What is my behavioral response? Because nobody likes feeling overwhelmed, anxious, angry, sad, whatever it is that's going on for you. So what do you tend to do as a way of managing that? Um, and again, these behavioral coping responses might be something that really works for you. They might be really, really helpful. They might, you might find it, it really supports you to manage your mental health and well-being. 
or you might find that these sort of strategies don't really help at all and actually sometimes even end up making yourself feel worse and developing other emotional responses as a result of that so I mean my the therapy that I offer is is the main therapy is cognitive behavioral therapy and this is really what the theory is based on that how we feel is very interlinked to what's going through your mind and what you're doing and what you're not doing so really start to notice those patterns allows you to recognize what's what's working and what's not working and what could be beneficial for me to look at changing in order to help me to manage my own emotional reactions but not only that just ultimately become more emotion emotionally aware because actually sadness anger anxiety all of the emotions they're all there for a reason none of them are wrong it's not wrong to feel any of those things it it only becomes a problem really when it becomes overwhelming or takes over your life um but actually just understanding that process can really allow you to better cope in whatever situations you tend to find they crop up for you in I love that. Um, you'll, you'll have to tell my wife that it's uh, okay for me to be angry or upset sometimes, you know, when uh, when we have a bit of a tiff. <laughs> yeah, totally. Every feeling is valid. No judgment whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say, listen, a qualified therapist told me. Um, so um, the next bit I wanted to kind of tackle, because um, I, I don't know about yourself, but I've been in many different companies, different working environments, been under many different managers and leaders. One of the things that always drives me insane is a leader that doesn't show uh, empathy. And it just grates on people, doesn't it? And it just got me thinking, whilst I had you on the show, I wanted to ask you, how can people show empathy? So firstly... In order to show empathy, you have to have emotional awareness because if you don't understand your own shifts in emotions, you're not going to be able to understand those shifts in other people. And therefore, you will really, really struggle to show empathy. And I think it's really quite important here to kind of differentiate between empathy and sympathy. So sympathy is is feeling sorry for somebody uh, because of something that they've been through. Um, So I feel really sad that that person, um, you know, went through that. That sounds that that that's awful. But the thing is, what you're doing is you're kind of seeing them as very separate from yourself. uh, And actually sympathy, feeling sorry or, or sad for somebody because of what they're going through within their life. What that sort of does is, is, is that actually fosters disconnection. So actually the, the other person feels like you see yourself as very separate from them. Now, empathy is, is the opposite. What it does is it fosters connection. And I mean, managers, leaders, you know, the reason why people, it grates on them so much when you, you've got a manager or, or, or you're underneath a leader that doesn't show empathy is because you feel completely disconnected to them. You don't, um, and actually a really good manager will really foster connection with, with their employees, with um, who's underneath them. So the thing is with empathy, it's about being able to understand And that's the key word here, understand the feelings of another person without judgment. So it's not about, you know, I I can I can I feel sad for you because you've gone through that. It's it's I can really understand how how this is making you feel. I can really see that this has really affected you or I can really see that you're feeling overwhelmed right now. What can I do to help? How can I support you? 
it's about meeting them where they're at. So meeting them where they are at in that moment in time, being in the room with them, being side by side with them, not feeling seen or uh, viewing yourself as separate from that person, being able to be there with them through whatever it is that's going on through them. And the thing is with empathy, you can communicate it in verbal ways. So as I mentioned, I can I can really see how overwhelmed you are right now. What can I do to help? But sometimes showing empathy is just about listening to them. It's about being there in the room with them. It's not about jumping in with solutions or fixing things or moving on to the next agenda item. It is being there, listening to them and having them feel heard. And that can be achieved sometimes by saying, wow, that sounds really, really tough. And what that does is that allows them that space to go, yeah, actually, that is really, really tough. Or actually, there is quite a lot going on at the minute. Thank you. And when people feel really heard and understood, what that does is that fosters connection with with your employees or who's underneath you. Um, And the thing is with empathy. So I'm going to tell a little bit of a story um, to illustrate this. So sometimes you don't you don't have to really fully understand what's going on for that person in order to be empathic towards them and what's going on for them so I'm going to share a story of I cannot remember the full story of where I met this lady it wasn't actually one of my clients it was somebody I think I just met I think it might have been at a bit of a um you know a market you know where little villages have those Christmas markets and things like that anyway this lady bless her she was telling me about um her pet rat that had died and she was so upset and so distraught and it, it you could feel it you could really see how upset this woman was because she'd lost her pet rat now I don't know about you but I am um, I'm not a rat lover um so I cannot I I do not understand how she is so upset over the loss of her pet rat however I can see that I can sense that I can see how sad she is over this so I can't say to this lady with full genuineness that I can really understand why the loss of your rat has made you feel so sad because I can't understand it because I'm not a rat lover myself however what I can do is I can say to her gosh I can really see how close you were to your rat and I can tell how upset you are over this. And it sounds like it's not really that much of a difference, but it really, really is. And people can tell if you're genuine. They really, really can. If I was to say to this lady, I can really understand why you feel the way that you do, it would have shone through me because I didn't get it. But I could still be empathic and understand that this woman was really, really struggling without being able to fully get her experience. I love that tip because we were talking about this in the pre-production meeting, weren't we, about sincerity and Mm. some leaders will stand up and they'll say something and the staff are like going, yeah, but you just, I don't believe you or it, it, you know, Mm. and and when you try to show empathy, sincerity is absolutely key. So you, you have brought this really nicely then into the next bit, which I wanted to talk to you about. So you talked about, you know, to show empathy, a lot of it is just listening and uh, the active listening uh, that people may have heard about. Could you give us some tips or active listening tips to help people with 
you know, uh, being a better manager? So the thing is, you know, and I think the key word there is really active listening. And, you know, active listening is almost taking listening as one step further. It's about being able to hear what people are saying and listening to the words that they're saying. But it's also about being able to hear what people are saying when they're not even saying it as well. And again, that increase in emotional awareness, emotional intelligence, those skills, those skills of empathy, which remember, this is something that a lot of people aren't taught to do. It's a skill that we have to develop. And um, not everybody's gone to, um, you know, and done a course on how to be empathic like me, like in my job, it is something which does take a little bit of time to kind of nurture and honour. Um, but the more in tune you are with picking up on shifts and emotions, the more that you can recognize what is not said in a room. So, for example, you might have, you know, a manager might have line management with um, one of their employees monthly. And on the agenda is, um, you know, checking how are you doing? And a member of staff might say, yeah, I'm fine. You know, the stock answer, yes, I'm fine. But actually, with that greater emotional intelligence and awareness, you can start to pick up on, actually, I don't think this person is fine based on what I know of this person, based on how they normally are. They don't see them seem themselves. Now, to be able to notice that, whether that be based on how they're sitting and um, how their voice sounds, you know, when somebody's upset or overwhelmed, you can really hear it in their voice. Um, or just just they just don't have maybe that spark in them that they normally have being able to say um I know you just said that you you were okay but I'm getting a sense that you're not quite yourself at the minute is there something that you want to talk to me about and remember this is an invitation it's not um you're clearly not yourself let's talk about it it's it's really allowing them the opportunity to be able to feel safe to talk about it if they want to and that might not happen in that meeting but you've already sown the seed of actually my manager is approachable okay and they hold on to that they they do not forget it people notice things like that never underestimate the power of being present with that person and and reading into more than what is being said. And I think that's really, really key here. And, and so in terms of active listening skills, how do you practice that? How do you start to be a lot more kind of in, you know, in the room and noticing these things? The key is to practice being in the room. The key is to practice being present. I mean, how often do we um, run through life um going from one to do job to do job off, off the list to, to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing you know we're always on autopilot we're, we're busy and especially as managers especially as leaders especially business owners you, you you're wearing so many different hats it can be really hard sometimes to find some time to stop and pause but if you want to be a better active listener practice just generally being present in your daily life and what this is going to be able to what this is going to give you what this is going to allow you to be able to do is to start actually enjoying your own life a little bit more and actually gaining more fulfillment and enjoyment out of each of your moments within your life anyway so 
Um, for example, um, you know, near where I live, um, there's, there's a really lovely walk that I do a couple of times a day, usually when I need a little bit of headspace. And there's running water and there's birds um, and there's trees. It's absolutely stunning. Very, very lucky to live where I, uh, to live, where I live. But actually, when I go on that walk, I make a real conscious, um, I, I make a real conscious choice to pay attention to what is going on around me. Very, very grounding exercise to do. So I really pay attention to what can I see um, all of the different colours around me and the people that I see. I say hello to everybody that passes me. I am present on my walk. Um, what can I hear? Um, I can hear the birds chirping, I can hear the water running, um, I can hear people talking in the distance, I can hear dogs barking, what can I smell, um, what can I touch, you know, how does it feel to walk one step in front of the other, really paying attention to that walk fully, consciously, and you can do this in an activity that you enjoy doing, a leisure activity. If, if you're a bit of a runner, you could go running, really pay attention to engaging in your run, paying attention to when you go out and spend some time with your friends or with your family, really listening to what they are saying, really reading their body language in front of you. Um, or it might be, you know, you practice this doing some of the mundane activities that you do each day, like brushing your teeth or eating your breakfast, something that ordinarily you do on autopilot, you'd be paying attention, thinking about all of the things that you've got to do during the day. You're not paying attention to enjoying your breakfast in that moment. Actually, just pay attention to for those five minutes that you're sat there doing that, actually enjoying your breakfast. And so it's about overall being able to practice being in the moment. And then bridging that into when you're having conversations with people, being present with them, listening to the words that are coming out of their mouth, seeing what they are saying with other parts of their body language. And the more that you do that, the easier it will become. So you throw me a really good curveball there. I really enjoyed that because whenever I've gone on active, uh, active listening seminars, they'll do like a lot of the stuff around these are the things you should say or this is what your body language should be like. But what you've just said there, and it goes back to what you said at the beginning, is it's all about you working on you. And I guess being present will naturally translate into better eye contact, better body language for you and feeling that empathy. And it should kind of start to be, it'll flow better and be more natural. And I'd never really thought about it like that. So it's very interesting take that you've got there. And I must admit, I, I go for a walk as well every day uh, in a lovely place. And it's so hard to be present. And I know what you're saying. It sounds so simple, but it is so bloody hard to do. Like just to say, I'm focusing on this, or I'm focusing on that that tree over there or the wind on my face or whatever it might be. But our minds are just going in overdrive constantly, aren't they? So as managers, as leaders, you know, we have so, so much going on in our minds all of the time. You know, the to-do list really is never ending. And um, our brains are just not designed to deal with the amount of incoming information that we have to deal with right now. And um, you know, our brains are um, naturally instinctive. Uh, they're naturally um, they're designed to promote our survival. And, 
you know, it's designed to deal with the sort of threats that are very much kind of life or death, you know, dealing with the sort of things that are going to cause us harm. Obviously, now our life is very, very stressful and we are dealing with threats, but in a very different way, you know, social threats or um, paying our bills or, um, you know, I mean, gosh, that's so rife at the minute with with the increase in electricity, electricity bills and and all of that. You know, it's we deal with threats and stresses, but they're very, very different. And it's coming at us thick and fast. Um, and when it's our business or when we're leading something, we have that extra threat and pressure to um, to survive within our industry and to make it um as 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 positive as good as it possibly can be so we are dealing with so so much all at once and and self-care is something that is often banded about as something that is um as you mentioned fashionable um is something that um we all should be doing and everybody's going oh self-care they're going on about self-care again and the reason why it's so important now more than ever is because we need time to be able to look after ourselves and our own needs and to slow down and our brains will not slow down by themselves they will just keep speeding up and they will keep going and going and going and going until we feel overwhelmed and burnt out and um and and we you know we have a breakdown or or, or we feel kind of at a loss um to know what to do so often people worry if I take time for myself I'm not going to have time to do everything else I'll be unproductive it'll mean that that's half you know when if I take that 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 half an hour to eat my lunch mindfully or go for a little bit of a walk to break up my day that's half an hour I could be doing something else well actually if you take that half an hour you'll be extremely surprised to see that you are more productive after that than you would have been if you'd have just powered through and that is the power of allowing your mind to slow down being in the moment it allows you space to think to process whatever's going on it allows you and a clarity is one of your key words rune it allows you to gain some clarity for yourself but also it allows you to gain clarity about what you need to do in all of your given moments as a manager. So if you're with one of your employees and they are struggling for whatever reason that that might be, it allows you to instinctively know what is the right thing to do now, what is the right thing to do next, rather than going on autopilot, which will feel completely ungenuine and insincere. Love that. Clarity is king. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say to anybody, um, any kind of leader or manager, because we've all had them, and I've had people say to me, um, like, I just don't care about the staff. They're they're a number to me. You know, what, what would you say to managers like that? Well, I would probably want to understand that a little bit more, the therapist within me. Um, I would want to understand why that is, because as people, we are um, predisposed to want to connect with other people. So I don't really understand. I can't understand that as a person that has gone into a people job. We deal with people all of the time. Um it's likely that that person also has a family or people in their life that they care about. So 
I would probably want to understand a little bit more about what they mean about them not caring about their members' staff. And sometimes I, I think within management, it's a little bit of a um, defence mechanism. And, um, you know, maybe feel like they don't have time to do that because they've got so much else in order to manage. Um, and and it and it might be it, it could even be because actually they have felt that they've got the balance um, incorrect before with feeling connected to their members of staff not getting the right balance between that kind of um, personal I'm connected to you and we understand each other and kind of that professional side of things so it's easy just to say I just don't care about them and we'll just keep it very very professional um, and I would probably want to kind of explore with them well, what what do you think the benefits are actually of being the way that you are at the minute and um, not caring about your members of staff as you say that you do not feeling in any way connected to them and well what's the alternative what do you think could come out of actually feeling connected to your members of staff and actually um caring about these people as people really because ultimately just like them as a manager they are another person you know we are all connected in some way whether whatever our role is whatever our socioeconomic status whatever our background we are all people and actually that is the beauty of the world, really. We are all connected by our humanness. And actually, there's something about connection with other people that can really help us to thrive, I think, within business and within our role as a manager. Um, but I really understand that a lot of managers are, are quite scared to get that balance right, really. I was hoping that you would say that some of those people are just psychotic robots, but you know, <laughs> well, they're quite clearly insane, aren't they? If they're not connecting on a human level. I mean, it's like, what are you then? You know? And, and that's why I just think actually, really, is that really, really true? Um, there's usually something underlying with somebody saying something like, I actually don't care. And often if they, they you know, if they're saying they don't care, they actually really do. There's just, some some anxiety some fear and some maybe bad experience underneath that underlying it and for anybody who's listened to this and thought you know what I really like this stuff I want to be better at managing my people uh, working on connectedness mindfulness etc what if you could give the audience one thing to do what's the one thing that you would ask them to work on Without a doubt, it's increasing um, their awareness of their own emotional shifts. Um, I just think that is so powerful um, because as soon as you start to notice those changes within yourself, within those shifts in your own emotions, what goes on for you in terms of kind of how you react in certain situations, how you interpret what thoughts you have in certain situations and how you respond, the more awareness you've got around that, the more you can better manage your own mental health and well-being. Because with greater, you can't change anything without awareness of what's going wrong in the first place. But also, as well, that increased connection with yourself will support you naturally um, to feel better connected to other people, and it will allow you to be more mindful as well, because you're paying attention in that moment to what is going on for you right there and then. So that will be my tip for everybody.